Hello everybody. Uh, this 18th episode, dated 10 Mar 2021, is going to touch on a few different arguments we have going on right now in our society that somehow spilled out across the world. Um, let me start by saying that if JFK you know, happened to be around still uh, in 2021, his famous quotable would be, Ask not where you can hide from your country, but ask what your country will do to you if you've done something for your country. If you've been following previous episodes, you will know what I'm referring to and the fact that uh, when the government knows about crimes, it will come back and get people from the other side at a future date when its own people have been extricated from any kind of blame is what happened with Obama's people and Paul Manafort. Um, so I think what we what we see now is I would call those people like Carter Page and Manafort victims of the successful transition between our presidencies because there are clips out there. And I remember seeing the one where President Obama said that when he was leaving, the successful transition between our presidencies. Um, it wasn't. It, he did not mean for the f peaceful transition of power. What he meant was transition between presidencies would be successful if Donald Trump got no power, and that's kind of what happened, thanks to the Russia hoax and a bunch of other stuff and fake whistleblowers and things like that. And Congress really had a big role in. Uh, so I think we'll start off with these thinkers versus followers. Um, or peep versus sheep, right? Because I'm pretty good at floating theories, theories, and a lot of them are fairly accurate, or and some of them end up being wildly off, of course. And I suppose that's something that most people, some kind of skill, most people would have, you know, credited themselves. Uh, they, something they would have said about themselves until fairly recently. And I know it's not really cool to speak for others. But in a way, I'm not really doing that. I let their speaking do the speaking. When words say one thing and actions and deeds and such speak another thing. So let me provide the backstory for this era's, let's call them passive-aggressive argument seekers. You know, kind of reaching out there. And I know I'm, I'm, I'm fairly often charged as being passive-aggressive because I hold things in and then, bang, you get it. Um, but I guess that'll be more or less the subject of this episode is the passive-aggressive argument seeker. Uh, these people, let's just call this guy Tony. Let's use Tony, right? It's you and Tony talking. Tony's your neighbor. Um, Tony's an open borders liberal who has no problem with untested illegal aliens being bussed quickly from the Rio Grande Valley area to Chicago. And I've heard a lot about what's really going on down there. Uh, there are twice as many or excuse me, there are three times as many children, unaccompanied minors coming in now as there were just two weeks ago. Three times as many in two weeks. But back to Tony. See, Tony will get angry if his neighbors aren't wearing masks. And he also thinks teachers unions should be reimbursed for losses like pensions and stuff like that. Even though nobody was exempt from paying the property taxes that uh, represent the bulk of the revenue to those districts, school districts, right? He also thinks Kids should keep wearing masks after his governor lift, lifted the uh, mask restriction. And, um, it, and that there are studies that are out there that show pretty decisively that um, 
most people under the age of 17 do not spread. It is a fraction of a fraction. Um, so Tony has, has these things in his head, right? Um, we all do. We argue um, about things we've heard. We argue using things we have heard, I should say. And sometimes some people don't really look at the sources of data uh, that we've been relying on, or we, we've been thinking and arguing differently. Uh, so, so since we argue from positions of what we've heard, let's just ask a couple questions of what could go wrong with that. Okay, now the people explaining everything to us, the people we turn to, are, and, and let's, let's be honest, most people just flip on one channel or two stations, news outlets, and that's what they get, and that's what they know, and they are not budging, right? So the people explaining to us on those channels, um, they're not really using data, studies, or dissenting information like they used to. There's no counterpoint anymore, right? Uh, let's just also turn to, uh, this has been really a massive proliferation, the use of experts and suppression of other experts. So you can pick an expert who says what you want to hear. Uh, plus, here's, here's, here's my, one of my favorites using experts in one field to explain work performed in other fields. Uh, great, great piece out there in a podcast, uh, a Daniel Horowitz Conservative Review podcast, with an individual who has tested mask efficacy for decades, okay? Um, and that kind of testing and that kind of data should be delivered by industrial hygienists or industrial safety type people. Uh, not people, I, 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 okay, there's virologists, there's immunologists, there's the other people who do uh, disease transmission, but the actual effectiveness of masks or respirators uh, should be upon the people who actually do the testing, I would think, right? Okay, now these swaparoo moves uh, make people familiar with, but not experts, look like anarchists. I've had a, a fair amount of uh, negative respirator use uh, over the past 30 years almost. I uh, haven't used one recently, but the training never really changed every time I went in and got recertified and refit. So on the mask efficacy issue, it always struck me odd that after, you know, like I said, several PPE training courses for uh, asbestos-containing environment work is what I did sometimes, I understood the need for fit-tested respirators. Asbestos particles are supposed to be around five microns, I think it is. That's what it, um, they told us the COVID droplets themselves are roughly half that, so maybe two, two and a half, right? And that the other aerosol or particulates that can carry the virus are anywhere between like 0 0.2, 0 0.3 microns. And unfitted paper cloth masks, and they're telling us that those unfitted masks, cloth ones, paper ones are sufficient for COVID. And I was puzzled, right? Rightly so. When they told us to stay inside uh, in calm air, those smaller particles can remain airborne for longer than a week. And then again, I was puzzled, right? Because they were saying stay inside. Uh, and then I also read the CDC and uh, World Health Organization literature, anything dated between 2011 and 2017 on masks. And again, I was, yeah, you guessed it, puzzled, right? Um, so Tony would be the kind of neighbot, the neighbor bot, who will argue that we shouldn't look at that outside information and just go with the latest 
the latest updated stuff, even though it defies things that we've, you know, built today upon. Uh, and even if Tony doesn't have any kind of experience with massacre respirators, he will argue and not ask questions of, of like, hey, man, it's interesting. I don't believe you just yet, but can I go look that up? There's none of that. So Tony will go so far as to blame people not wearing masks when outbreaks spike after thousands of migrants move around untested, right? They're, they don't test them. They move them around. You've, you, you really need to look into that if you don't believe any of the spread um, when it comes to people coming into the country and then the things that they're imposing on the rest of us. So um, U.S.-Mexico border town hospitals. Some of them had no beds available, and some of them are well into the interior of the country because there are migrants in them, right? And I know we're trying to do the right thing to, to help their health, to save them perhaps. Uh, but So Tony should have no problem waiting in an emergency room for three or four hours because every time one of those immigrants comes in, they're escorted or brought by somebody. They're moved to the front of the line. They're seen immediately. So everybody that's been waiting in there has to move down that list. Uh, you know, what? I guess it's really hard now to do the whole step into somebody else's shoes. Okay, when you know what you know and you're supposed to, are we supposed to unlearn what we know to try to adopt that position temporarily to, to see what they're going through or see what they think or what maybe what they're feeling more than thinking? So we're all hardened in our positions for whatever reasons. Uh, it does seem that Tony's position relies exclusively on uh, the notion that to alter his position, and I've heard things like this, you know, from our elected officials, his, don't give in because to alter your positions means you're giving in to people without conscience or compassion. For some unknown and inexplicable reason, the Tonys around us, they won't analyze uh, the beliefs, the standards, the, the basis of the compassionate people he gets his information from, right? They're just, all you need to do is convince that people who, who speak differently than us are the enemy. So he's convincing, he's convinced that uh, listening to or trying to work with anybody outside of his circle is tantamount to working with the enemy, right? And part of this goes back to the AOC's thing, which was pretty crazy, factually correct versus morally right. And what's really nuts about that is that now we're ending up in a place where we're not factually correct and morally moot, right? Uh, why? Because you can't just look at facts and say, well, geez, those are wrong. So let's just do it this way instead. If you go for that factually correct versus morally right thing and you decide, oh, I'm just going to be morally right, all you have to do is um, convince people to win this war that Judeo-Christian values and stuff have been wrong since this country was founded 400 years ago, according to Representative Sheila Jackson Lee. Um, facts aren't really sand shifting. They're not sand shifters like, like morality has been. And in my opinion, that shifting morality thing or taking away the any kind of moral standing uh, from one, from everybody, and pretending it's concentrated in one party is a big part of why we're having huge problems today. And that's all. Peace out. Take care, everybody. God bless.